Hi, thank you for checking out The Metamystic. This podcast is a place where metaphysics and mysticism blend to create reality and how this information can help us transcend our current human consciousness into one that promotes universal love and acceptance for all. This podcast is intended to be a safe place for people wanting to ask deeper questions about the multifaceted and multidimensionality of our realities. It's for people who want to share their extraordinary experiences and exceptional encounters. It's a podcast for people who care about the conservation of Earth and protecting its animal, plant, and human species. It's for people who care about social justice and art and elevating the voices of others that may not look like them. It is for the seekers and for anyone who has an open heart and mind to ideas you may not have heard before or may even challenge some ideas you already hold. It is my hope that in exploring the topics presented in this podcast, you will gain a broader understanding of how we are all wonderfully connected to each other, the universe, and far more than we ever expected. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Metamystic. I am super excited to bring this episode to you. I was actually planning to release this a little further down in the season because I really want to build this foundational knowledge in these beginning episodes before we get into everything that is convoluted and mysterious and boggles the mind, but also brings it all back together again. After talking to a couple of my friends, they told me that they really wanted to hear this information sooner than I was ready to release it because it took me a few years to even make sense of a lot of this knowledge and I didn't want to dive into this too soon. Um, I want to make sure that people are interested and they understand where I'm coming from without making judgments that, hey, what is he talking about? Is he out of his mind? And, you know, maybe I might be a little bit, but I wanted to lay down the foundation first. And then I had a couple of friends tell me, hey, we loved your episodes, but we're ready for the real stuff. And I was like, whoa, are you serious? So I decided, you know what, let's go there. And I couldn't think of any better of an episode to do this with than the one that we're going to. In this episode, I'm going to briefly explain what a hypnosis session is like, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about Gloria, who is our subject, and she has given me permission to record our conversation, and uh, I have omitted her name, her true name, so we're going to call her Gloria in this episode. So I'm going to talk about that and then play part of that session because it's wild and amazing and to give you an idea of where this information is coming from because Gloria did not know any of this before our session. I promise you that she didn't. And um, you'll kind of hear in her voice that, wow, what is happening here? And then I'm gonna offer some ideas and possible conjectures of what all of this means. And we'll break down what QHHT or quantum healing hypnosis technique is and further episodes, but I just wanted to give you guys an idea of what's to come. The beginning of this podcast series and the season really begins in 2020 during the quarantines. The information that I'm going to be talking about in this particular episode primarily took place in late February of 2022 which was about two years into my journey, into all of this information. And here we are now in May and June of 2023, about three years into all of this information. So the stuff that I'm going to be talking about in this episode happened two years ago, which was 
about two thirds into this journey. And I'm just letting you guys know that because there's a lot of room to cover from here to where we're going. But my friends told me that they were ready and I really do want to talk about this stuff. So I'm just going to go for it. Let's dive in and see what happens in the MetaMystic. I met Gloria in February of 2022. She was my first paying client. At that point, I had done several quantum healing hypnosis technique sessions, but that was done for practice and I was still getting used to the idea of all of this. So I had begun incorporating meditation and Reiki into my practice and I felt like this all formed really well together and what I ended up doing was charging for meditation and Reiki and complementing the whole session with a quantum healing hypnosis technique healing past life regression. I had been advertising my business for less than a month when the woman who we are calling Gloria contacted me. Gloria was seeking a session because she felt something in her past was prohibiting her from moving forward. She had had some bad relationships with men and she wanted clarity on her current life circumstances. She also wanted to clear up her heart chakra and her root chakra, which is something that many of my clients also seek me for. And these topics we will address in like the next upcoming episodes. We're going to get into meditation and remote viewing but I'm taking us in, I'm diving us further than I was initially planning us to go. But that's kind of the nature of all of this. That's how these kind of experiences work. They happen when you're not necessarily really ready or aware for it, but they happen in the perfect timing of being able to be ready, to be ready, to receive this information and these life experiences. Gloria was a 60-year-old woman from the Philippines. She had studied to become a nurse and graduated with a degree in midwifery. She lived in Europe for several years before coming to America. She was a nice-looking woman of short stature. She had a sort of funny, sassy personality, but also seemed removed and kind of daydreamy. And that's something that I can kind of relate to, actually. It was like she was somewhere else, but here at the same time. And those feelings proved very prescient as the title of the episode suggests. Prior to the beginning of the hypnosis, I led her through a Reiki healing and chakra meditation balancing session. I tailor each session towards the client's specific needs and I implement specific modalities that both the client and I believe will be most beneficial to facilitating their healing goals. The information that came through during the second part of her session was nothing short of revelatory. Gloria affirmed that she did not know any of the information that came along during her session prior to our meeting. It was my fourth hypnosis session and though this was the kind of information you dream about receiving, in no way did either of us expect any of this to come through. There was some initial difficulty in getting Gloria hypnotized now looking back at it, I think that happened for a reason, because if she had immediately came up with this information, I don't know if I would have believed it. It's because there was difficulty in getting her to this level, this depth of hypnotic state, that it lent credibility to what came later. I'm going to briefly touch upon what hypnosis is and explain a quantum healing hypnosis technique session. Briefly just going to go over that because we're going to have several episodes dedicated to all of this. I just want to get you guys to dip your feet in a little bit and we'll delve in later. It's been said that hypnosis has been around since the beginning of time. It's just been known as different names and there have been different modalities that we might not really associate with modern day hypnosis, but there are techniques that were used to get people into this heightened level of awareness. But it wasn't until 1779 when Franz Mesmer created and cataloged 
a systematic way to hypnotize people in the form of hypnosis that we see today. And the specific form of hypnosis that I am trained in is called quantum healing hypnosis technique or QHHT as it is commonly known in its shortened form. And it was created by the late great Dolores Cannon, who is the creator of QHHT and was an author, having written about 17 books, and I've read almost all of them. And in so many ways, she has changed my life. Because if it wasn't for her and this technique, I don't know if I would have ever come to this understanding of where I'm at now. And I wouldn't be doing this podcast and my life wouldn't have changed. And, and that's why I love all of this information that's come because I believe it can help you guys and everyone out there to help unlock certain parts of your life too. So let me just give you in a little bit more detail of what a QHHT session is and what that looks like. So these particular sessions are special because we regress the subject into the theta brainwave level of trance which I described in a previous episode about the theta brainwaves. Um, but just to quickly refresh, that is the lucid daydreaming state of brainwaves, kind of like when you first wake up in the morning and right before you fall asleep. In this state of mind, you are able to contact your higher self and plug into your subconscious without your conscious egoic mind getting in the way. Because our subconscious mind, again, it's like the hardware and it has all the information, it has all the pieces there. It just lacks the executive functioning of the conscious mind, which would be the software. But the software can always be updated, deleted, or damaged. However, that subconscious, that main matter, that's always there and just below the surface. And it influences so much about our daily lives without us even realizing it. So it is a very special way to connect with a person and to help somebody contact that part of themselves is really a privilege. And I take it seriously and I'm so honored every time I do a session. It's like my favorite thing to do in the world. And the universal consciousness, the life kind of universal information that comes through these sessions is nothing short of revelatory. It has the ability to confirm a lot of different things that people have said over the years about certain topics such as the afterlife and reincarnation, spirit guides, the existence of all of these things. Is it even possible? We're going to go there. I promise. The first thing people want to know, do past lives really exist? That is something I am trying to figure out too. There are many traditions, especially Eastern traditions, such as Buddhism and Hinduism, where the idea of reincarnation believed, but it's incorporated in a lot of different cultures and the way that society is made up. And not all of that is okay, like within the Jainism and the caste system in Hinduism, but we're not going to talk about that. That's not what this is about. Just the idea and the principle of reincarnation in and of itself, because everything is energy, everything is consciousness, and it is expanding, and humans are operating from multiple different levels of consciousness and subconscious awareness, all of these things. And, you know, is there an afterlife? That's like one of the greatest questions that we have. Is there past lives? Like, how do we know those exist? And what is the point of doing a past life regression or past life therapy if there's no conclusive evidence that there are past lives and I think that's a really good question and that's something that I have wondered myself and I think that the term past life therapy is just one of the things to represent the process it doesn't really mean that a person is going through a past life it can mean that during the regression while exploring the cause of current challenges a client experiences now or observes a memory that is not part of their current life while that memory is not a part of the current life, it feels very real to the client and that can help them release suppressed emotions that they were not aware of or learn something important when applied in their current life situation that will actually help them restore the current challenge and achieve some therapeutic outcome. As I've said from the beginning, I am okay with a QHHT session or a past life regression 
just being a metaphor for things that are going on in a person's life, I'm totally cool with that. And maybe some of that is part of what's happening here, but by and far, I really think that we're tapping into something bigger than all of us. And I do think that people are tapping into their past lives and they're tapping into the Akashic records or the universal knowledge that we'll talk about the Akashic records at some point too. Again, all of this information intersects with one another. So to move forward, you sometimes have to go back, right? So past life regression is a technique that uses hypnosis to recover what many believe are memories of past lives or incarnations. The techniques used during past life regressions involve the subject answering a series of questions while hypnotized to reveal identity and events of possible past lives and events. While psychiatrists and therapists may disagree about the validity of so-called past life memories, many agree that a patient's narrative while under hypnosis can be of immense therapeutic value to the client and even the clinician. And that's what really matters is what you get from it at the end of the day. That's what's most important. And you might ask, well, what is the objective of past life regression therapy? There are two primary objectives of regression process. Um, one is releasing the stored suppressed emotions and thoughts and also getting insights or learning that can help one understand and resolve challenges that you're experiencing now. These objectives hold true for past life regression as well as any sort of therapy, really. It's just one tool, one way to look at things going on in your life. It's just another piece of the puzzle and honestly holds most of the clues once you really get in there and see what's going on. The first component of Dolores's QHHT technique involves the individual being regressed and guided through an appropriate past life from the first scene they view and then going through the various parts of the life and they eventually end with the death scene which is often the most significant or one of the most significant parts of these regressions because it just kind of ties everything in together. And the second part of the QHHT process is when you actually are contacting what we call your subconscious mind and you have the ability to ask it questions. And in these types of sessions, the client or you are regressed in a hypnosis state and I or the practitioner is just guiding you through or leading you through the questions. You are the one who's supplying this information. And as you hear in the upcoming clip, you'll see what I mean by this. And it becomes a little bit more, it's like you're interviewing someone, honestly. They're just using a different part of the mind to communicate with you. And what I really like about the second part of Dolores's method is that people are able to ask current life questions or just any questions that they may have about whatever they need to hear at that time. Like a lot of times people ask, what is my purpose? Why am I having trouble in these areas of my life? Or how do I get X, Y, Z? And, you know, you can ask any questions that you want. And if you are ready or if your higher self or the subconscious thinks that you're ready for this information, if you're open to it, then that will come out. And it, a lot of people find a lot of great healing and clarity through it. And some of this stuff is common sense, but it's just removing that veil that we have. So I really think that these sessions are absolutely profound and they're more unique than just a past life regression therapy alone because we incorporate all of this into your current life situations. Gloria and I had a meditation and Reiki session which lasted about an hour before we began the hypnosis session. Her initial past life regression seemed strange because it felt like she was just recounting her current life and I was having some difficulty understanding if she was talking about stuff in this life or the other life so I took her out of the hypnosis state and we talked a little bit more about it and she said she didn't really understand what was happening and also we kind of discovered there may have been some language barrier stuff and then also she hadn't 
watch the video. So I usually have everyone watch a video before their session to kind of understand the hypnosis technique. And once that happened, we were able to go back and do a hypnosis session and she was able to contact her past life. And then we find out that she was a woman of European, German, or British descent from the late 1800s, early 1900s, possibly living in the American Northeast. We determined that she was most likely in Massachusetts based on Gloria's observance of a newspaper with the state's name on it and due to the architecture and feeling of this time period. We found out that she came from a very loving and wealthy family. Her father was a lawyer and she helped him out with the business as well. She had a good life and she seemed happy. Unfortunately, she died young, only in her 20s, and it was very sad for her and for the whole family. They loved her a lot. She was very beautiful. I think she was about 24 the time she passed. And when we got to the end of her life review, as we do in all of our sessions in every regression, we asked the higher self, what was the purpose of that life? And she said that it was to know what it felt like to be loved by her parents. This was something that she had not experienced in her current life. Gloria reported that this situation had caused her great distress. She said that she didn't feel loved or wanted by her parents and that she always felt different from her other siblings. She left the Philippines young and lived in Europe where she said she felt more at home. So after that part of the session, I think she gained a lot of clarity and it just made some things make sense and why she liked going to Europe and why that seemed more of what she wanted to do and she didn't really feel at home in her current situation or her current life beginnings. And again, if it's a metaphor, it's a metaphor, but it made sense in the scheme of things. At least it made sense to me and it made sense to her and I guess that's all that really matters, right? After the death scene and the in-between stage, which we will touch upon in other episodes, and we will actually be revisiting audio clips of Gloria's sessions because so much amazing and crazy and awesome information came through during these sessions, and this is just one snippet of it. So after the death and the in-between stage, Gloria moved to what she called the boardroom where she and a council of elders conducted a life review. They discussed her recently departed life, the lessons she learned, and experiences that she wanted to have or work through in her next incarnation. These descriptions are very common for clients to experience. I've had multiple clients, and there's been tons of research from the other side that correlates and corroborates what she was seeing here. And that's what is so cool about a lot of this information that, you know, people are like, well, we don't really know if this is real or not, but people are bringing this information up and this universal knowledge is coming through. And if more people are saying the same things are true over millennia and over time, it, if it's like hardwired in us, then I think there is something to that. Because let me reiterate, Gloria told me she didn't know any of this prior to her session and even during the session and you'll hear i i ask at towards the end uh did gloria know any of this information before and she was like no and i believe her so there is confirmation evidence from gloria of certain things i have heard when people have gone to the other side again i will share that information with you in another episode because that is a whole other realm and huge metaphysical can of worms that is going to take many episodes to even unpack. So we're going to leave that. Just know that there is some gap in the information. We're going to fill it in later, okay? That's what this whole podcast is for. We don't have to figure it out all at once. In this boardroom or this council of elders, Gloria said that she and they decided what she was going to do in the next incarnation. And in this one, she wanted to be an astronaut or a physician of some kind. So I asked Gloria to move along and describe what happened next. Gloria said that she was floating in space, going fast and floating, flying through space. She said she was an abnormally tall humanoid woman in a spacecraft. I thought perhaps she's coming back from the great beyond and hurtling back to Earth to begin her next incarnation as an astronaut or as a doctor. Turns out that she was being sent to work in the medical field but on a completely different planet altogether. 
So in this part of the episode, I am going to play a clip from our actual session. And her voice sounds a little funny in this recording. I think it's due to the editing software. But she also spoke with a higher range voice and she has just a little bit of an accent. And I also use some sound enhancing software to bring out the recording a little bit better. Okay, I am so excited to play this part for you because I've been wanting to talk about this for forever and it is wild. So join me for this ride as we find out how Gloria became a doctor on Neptune. And like a physician. Uh-huh. Why did they let her go back as a physician? To help others. Hmm. That's so important. It's, and she's doing an amazing job helping others in this lifetime. Is it this life that she goes into? People someplace else. Okay, where's she to? She's in deeper in fun. Oh, okay. Well, where's she at? She's an angel. She's an angel? Neptune. Oh, Neptune. Amazing. Okay, talk. let's talk about Neptune. Wow. What's going on there? She was a doctor on Neptune? She, a writer. They are heavy. Okay, let's talk about Neptune. So, who's heading there? Who's going to Neptune? We are in the ship. Okay, well, what kind of ship? It's a very nice ship, so. Is it, um, what color is it? Is it like silver? Is it like um, a spaceship? Is it? It's a spaceship. Space? Ground. Ground spaceship. Does it look like a UFO or does it look different? Only uh, lots of. Light, blue light surrounding. On the outside or the inside? Outside. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much. And um, is, is there like a metal around it or anything like that? Or is it see-through or is it what color is the ship itself? It's a metal. It's a metal. Gotcha. Um, can other people see this? Like, on the, Or is it invisible or different dimension or... Uh, no, I don't see it. Okay. And so when you... Thank you so much. So when you go to Neptune, what, what does Neptune look like? What does the planet look like? Uh, we're still heading there. Oh, okay. Well, what are you seeing on the way? It's blue. The planet is blue. Okay. Perfect. And... So you're still heading there? Um, what, does it look, what does it look like around you while you're heading there? I'll be several astronauts with you. Okay, who else is with you? And it's a two men. They're really tall. What do they look like? What color is your skin? A round. Well. They're really tall. Okay. Like, how tall can you... It's like six feet, seven feet, eight feet. Seven feet. Okay. What about their faces? What do their faces look like? Very handsome. Okay. Blue <laughs> Do they have blue eyes? Yes. <laughs> Funny. Okay. Are they? Can you ask them what their names are? Yeah. Why don't those kindliest is so close? Ozark? Ozark. Ozark, okay. Thank you so much. And is he the leader, or...? Is he... She was just walking. Was walking, maybe he was walking, was sitting down. Walking, and then he's sitting down. Um, perfect. Um... And does KB, so are you part of their race, their their race now? You are? And what kind of race are you at this point? I am one with brown 
Okay, so you're still really tall. We're really tall. Um, are you still Elisa in this body? Are you? No. You're some. Okay. Um, and you know, there's different. They're like called Nordic races, or like the aliens. Are are they? Are they from? Can you ask them what star star system they are from? What starship? Yeah. What star system? Like, are they from a different galaxy? Where are they from? Where did where did they originate? That's wonderful. Um, one of Florinda's questions is, why am I here in this planet? So what, what, um, were they in a different star system, a different galaxy? Listen to Sirius. Perfect. I was feeling serious. I really was. Wow. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. Sorry. That's just very interesting. Um, and what, what is the purpose of the Syrians? What are, why are they here? What, what were you doing with them? We need to help this enriching planet. They are reading. We get, They're mean? They are mean people. Hmm. Why are they mean? That's just their race, dude. <laughs> and we are trying to help them. Okay, and how do you help them? What do you guys do to help them to not... People fashion it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do you show them? How do you make them become compassionate? How do you show them? Just to just to listen to them and to be compassionate to their needs, why they are so mean. Hmm. So maybe this is interesting. So in that lifetime before, and um, she, Elisa, was supposed to learn what it felt like to be loved. So is that why, so she learned that lesson, what it felt like to you? Did she learn that lesson so that way she could show it to others and on Neptune? I believe so. Okay. Um, and what do the Neptune, the people on Neptune, what do they look like? And the people there? Mm-hmm. Because we're still in the starship. That's okay. We're not landing yet. Okay, that's okay. What does it look like where, where, wherever you're at right now? What does it look like? Please describe that for us. The what? Um, so you're in the starship, and but what around? Like in, in space, is it just black? Or do you see other things around? Stars. You see stars? Okay. Well, both of the planet. Um, and can you get closer to Neptune? When you get closer to there, what does that scene seem like? Can you get closer to the atmosphere? Yeah, we're heading there. Perfect, perfect. So you're heading there now, and you're getting closer to the atmosphere. What kind of, is it like a heavy feeling? Is this a light feeling? What is the feeling of Neptune around it? Feels heavy. Feels heavy. Like a denser energy or? Yes. Denser energy? Okay. Um... And where do the, so are you landing on the starship or are you just going around the planet? We are almost there. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, the head of the starship is asking for per- for permission to land. Okay, and who is he asking? Ask all the people in Neptune with And what do they say? Thank you so much. No, not yet. We're not leaving us permission. They are. Okay. Um. So, what do you do when they're not giving permission? And just stirring around the orbit. So you're just waiting until you can. How long do you have to orbit the planet? It's just. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Okay. Okay. Um, perfect. So let's go to that, that moment when they get to land. What does that look like when they get permission? I'm going to getting out of this shit. Okay. And are you wearing any, like a spacesuit or anything like that? Yes. I need a helmet. What does a spacesuit look like? Silver. Okay. Very light. Are they like our spacesuits on America and in, in Earth are different? Oh, this is like this is lighter. Like okay, they're wearing lighters. Okay, perfect.
perfect. Thank you so much. Um, and then the helmets, what do the helmets look like? Clear. They're clear? Okay. Do they need to breathe ox oxygen or do they have a different type of air that they breathe? What, inside the planet? Um, well, inside the planet, but first of all, the um, astronauts, do they need like to breathe the air? I didn't see any oxygen. There's no oxygen. It's a helmet. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, what what do they breathe on Neptune? Is there any air there? No, as soon as we get into the planet, we don't breathe the helmet. Okay, okay. Perfect. And what, what color is the sky from Neptune? The sky? Yeah, can you look up and see what the sky looks like? I both see blue and white. Perfect. What kind of blue is it? Is it like a dark blue, a light blue? Light blue. The sky is blue. Perfect. The sky is blue and white. Um, can can you see the any other planets around it from from on the planet? Yeah. Can you see like any planets or stars, or can you see the sun, or can you see Jupiter or anything like that from where you're at? I'm already inside Neptune. No, I don't see it. Okay. It's okay. just outside. It's dark. Is there, are there any moons or anything like that? There's lots of stars. No moons. You don't see anything like that. Um, where, so what do the people look like that are there? Do you see the Neptunians? Yeah, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. What, what do they look like? Like they're blonde hair. Sun, bro. That blonde hair, very tall. And um, what is the technology there? Very advanced. Very advanced. You're doing wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, what is what kind of technology? Like, are they able to teleport? Or do they have pyramids there? Do they have like Big buildings or metal buildings or? Oh, they were all advanced. All advanced? Yeah. Can you describe that a little bit better? Like, Yeah, the transportation is just like like an airplane. Like an airplane. Okay. Or is it like a UFO? Is it like a spaceship like that? Is that how they get her? Like, no. It's not a spaceship. Okay. Okay. No, thank you. This is their transportation. Is it airplanes? Yeah. Do they... um? What is civilization like? Like, do they have, like, schools, or do they have, like, um... The buildings are floating. The buildings are floating? Okay. What are they floating on? How do they float? They're just suspended in the air. Okay, perfect. Um, is there a ground or anything like that? It's deep. It's... Can I see the ground? Okay. So all this is just in the air? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And how many people do you think are there? Mm -hmm. How many people are there? How many? There's a lot of people. Lots of people. It's like a ghost. Like the planet other. It's like, yeah. Lots of people. Thank you so much. And are they all one race or are they in different races? This one. Just, and they're that white with blonde hair, basically? Brown and blonde hair. Brown Blonde hair. And all, what are the colors of their eyes? Some are blue, some are brown. Okay. And are they nice? Are they mean? Are they... Yeah. Why are they mean? They are just mean. Okay. Uh, but it's, They're a mean race. Hmm. Can you describe that? Like, they're just, are they just not loving? That's it. Are they... So why do they exist? Why are they mean? What's their purpose? That's how they race are. Thank you so much. They don't know how to love. Why don't they know how to love? They don't know. They don't know why they don't know how? They don't know how they the way brought up. Oh, okay. Um, so did they come from somewhere else or were they always there? Uh, they came from another galaxy. Oh, okay. Okay, thank you. Do you know what galaxy they came from? It's just a cumulative of deeper in the stars. Deeper in the stars? They just don't. They just don't from deeper in the stars. Okay, like from Sirius, you said, or somewhere else? No, Sirius are loving people. Sirius are loving people. Oh, that's right. That's right. 
serious or loving, but these ones were not. So you, you, they don't, do they tell you where they came from? Can you ask them? Some of them, they came from Mars. Oh, okay. Why did they leave Mars? The planet was dying. Okay. How, what, why was Mars dying? What happened to Mars? There was a, and they were, or there was a war in Mars and, uh, the planet was destroyed, but that's just, uh, they destroyed their own planet. Hmm. Why did they destroy their planet? They were fighting. What were they fighting about? The Mars? Mm -hmm. Were they fighting with each other or other people? It's like a sea build. Civil war. What were they fighting about? Why were the wives through civil war? I don't know what they're fighting about. Some of those inhabitants, they moved to different planets. And some of them, they went to Earth. Aha, uh -huh, so some came to Earth? Um, with, let's talk about that real quick. And thank you. This information is so fascinating and amazing. And this is so helpful um, to the human race. Um, so they moved to different planets. And on Earth, what... Who came to Earth? What which group of people came to Earth? Oh, a lot of Martians went to Earth. And what did the Martians look like there? Are they blonde hair as well? And they are they are white people. And how do they come here? In their spaceship. In their spaceship. Okay. And where do they land on Earth? Where did they go? Where they landed on Earth? Mm -hmm. They land on the the ocean. They land on the ocean. What what does their ships look like? It's not strong. They're, I can see they're floating in the ocean. Okay, thank you so much for doing amazing. Um, and okay, and what do they do when they're so they go to the ocean and then they walk away from their spaceship. They leave their spaceship, and where do they go? I saw the forest. They were heading to the forest. Okay, okay. And they go to the forest. What do they do there? They were resting. They're just resting? Okay. And they go to the forest to rest. Are there other people on the planet? Are there any other animals or anything like that? Or which? Oh, excuse me. You're right. <laughs> on Earth? I don't see it. They, when they left their spaceship... Mm -hmm. They landed in the ocean, they left, and they walked to the forest, so no, they were Okay, okay. Thank you. Are there other, like, are there humans yet? Are there regular humans on Earth yet, or are they not here yet? They're not there. They're not there. How did they get there, do you know? The humans? Yes. Oh, the Martians. Um, the, the humans. How do the humans get on Earth? How did... Oh, they also come from different planets. Oh, Okay, so how do they get here? Through their spaceships. So humans came from different planets? Yeah, they came from different planets. From all over? Different planets. Okay, okay. This is fascinating. Thank you so much. Um, what is the main planet that humans come from? The humans came from? Yeah, is there a main planet that humans come from? Some of them, they came from Venus, the most of, most of them, they came from the east. Okay, and how are the Ven Venusians? Are they nice? Are they mean? Are they, they are nice. They are nice? They're loving? They are loving. Aw. Do they look different than the other humans? Than the Martians? Do they look different from the Martians? Are they the same? They are the same. Huh, interesting. Um, are there... So, was there uh, any conflict between the Venusians and the Martians? Were they, like, did they have issues on Earth together? Or did they get along? No, they couldn't get along. They couldn't get along. And some of them, oh, I have to tell you, some of them, they came from the sun. Oh. Because there are two suns. Talk to me about that. There are sun beneath this sun that you know. Behind that, there is another sun. Do you know that? Um, I did not know that. I've heard about this, the other sun. Wow, please tell us more. Yeah, there is sun behind that big sun that you see. 
and those people coming from the making This is fascinating. Um, what? Where is that sun at? Why can't we see it? it you cannot see because this sun that you see is bigger than the sun behind me. Oh, okay. So it's a smaller sun that they came from? It is. Gotcha. Does that sun have a name? No. I, I don't know. That's okay. No worries. You're giving me such amazing information. Um, so something from the other sun that we can't, smaller sun behind it. Okay. Um, gotcha. And so why did they all come to earth? What's the purpose of being on earth? Why are we here? Because the earth was so beautiful and it's new. Hmm. It's a new earth. It's very beautiful. That's the most beautiful planet in the galaxy. I believe that. Why, but why did they, why, why, why did they come to Earth? Like, why would, so I guess this is my question. Um, why did they choose those other planets? Why, why didn't they come to Earth first? Because there's so much destructions in another planet. There's war going on. And the planet Earth is very, very, very young. Okay, it's young. It's very young and very beautiful. And everybody from different galaxies is attracted to the do they come at the same time or do they come at different times? Oh, okay. So who came first? Do you know? Okay, no, I don't know. That's okay. No worries. This is amazing. Um, And do they still come here now? At this moment? Yes. Yes. Yes, there is still coming. Where do they come from now? They're a couple of little galaxies. Okay. They are so advanced. And they born. They came here to raise the earth. To raise the vibration. Perfect. Okay. Um. And why did they have to raise the Earth vibration? Wasn't it the new planet? What happened to Earth? Because the Earth now is in chaos, and some of this planet, they are sure, they are here to heal. The planet Earth, there is so much destructions in planet Earth that they want to save it. That's beautiful. How can we save Earth? What do we do? It's a cumulative energy. Collective energy? Collective energy that they need to meditate to heal the planet. So we need a lot more people meditating to heal it? Meditating to heal Sending love. Beautiful. Thank you so much for this energy. So, or this information. So when we, so let's go back to your life on Neptune. When you're there, how do you raise the vibration with those people? What, what is, how do you do that? The same thing that we're doing. And what is, what is that? Can you... Just meditating. Meditating. Can they show themselves to people? Who? Um, can the net can the Neptunians do they or sorry, do Syrians? Can the Syrians show themselves to the people that live on Neptune? Yeah. They do. What can they show them to people who live on Earth? Oh, yeah. Can they show Can they show them can the Syrians show themselves to Earthlings? Oh yeah. Yeah? Okay. Do we see them? Yeah, but they change the pool. They will look like yours. Oh, okay. So we can't tell the difference. So you will, you will tell, you could tell if they are different from different planet. Why is that? They can change forms. They can change forms. Yeah, okay. to adapt to the planet that they are with. So like they, they, they are Latinians, mm -hmm. they will look like Earthlings. Making changes. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, so when Elisa went to Neptune, how long was she there for? She was there for a long time. A long years. Did she fulfill her purpose there? She's still there. She's still there. Wow. And so did part of her come into Florina's body? Is that what happened or... 
She's still in Neptune. She's still in Neptune. How is, so how does that relate to Florinda now? Like, is she part of her here on Earth within Florinda's body as well? Or is there like an oversoul? Or like, are they living parallel lives? She's not thinking about that yet. Okay, no worries. <laughs> There's a lot of information there. Um, no worries. Thank you so much. Um, so is there anything else that is important for us to know or about Neptune or will we ever meet them as Earthlings? With what? Uh, will, will Earthlings, will Earth ever know that there are people on Neptune? And they are so dumb. They are so beginning. The Earthlings? They're consoling Take off. They're so dumb. How do they speed up? How do we get them to get better? They need to raise their frequencies. Okay. That's what they need. Okay. What if we don't? What happens if we don't raise our frequencies? Your planet will be destroyed. Hmm. By who? By anger. This inhabitant here planet Earth, they are. That anger, mm -hmm. the war, that will destroy the consciousness. Mm, what consciousness? The consciousness of the Earth. Oh, because the Earth is conscious? Oh, the Earth's very much alive. Is it a male or female? The Earth? Mm -hmm. Speak well. Is her name Gaia or does she have a different name? From another planet? Sure. How do we call them? Yeah. We call them Gaia. Gaia? Um, and so, can she just get rid of humans? No. No? The humans, the one destroying the planet. Can she get rid of them, though? No. The planet destroy the humans? Yes. Yeah. But she won't do that. She won't do that? No. Oh, why not? She's very compassionate. Mm -hmm. So would she sacrifice herself? That's it. This is just the human's effort to raise the vibration and frequency to heal the planet. That's the only way mm -hmm. to heal the planet is to raise the vibration. Wow, that's beautiful. So how do we do that? How can we do that to help change the planet? Yes, how can more of us help? Through meditation, ascending love, and making the planet clear. You can hold it like, uh, for instance, in the Ocean, there's lots of garbage there that people they will care, they destroy it, yeah. and there are garbage there. Keeping it clean, helping each other, yeah, sending love to each other, perfect, giving compassion. Thank you so much. Um, what, what happens? Uh, um, so what happens if we don't do that? Like, how much time do we have left? 300 years. What happens in 300 years? The planet will be destroyed and there will be a new Earth. New Earth will evolve. So there will be new humanities. Everybody dies in that old Earth that you are living now. So the new Earth will evolve. And there will be new inhabitants, new race. What will that race look like? They are more compassionate. It's like they're animals. That's how they look like. But they are more compassionate people. And very few will be chosen to live there. Mm. This is pristine earth. So the most advanced souls will have to come or only allowed to live there? That's one thing, and they are chosen. Who chooses them? 
Oh, how does she choose him? Through their character. Wow. What will happen to the other people? They will be destroyed. Com permanently? Yes. What about their spirits? They spiritals the rest. Okay. So we have 300 years. Um, so we will be gone by then, but what can we do? Is, but is there any way that we can change it, or is it already going to happen? That's the only way to change it is to through meditation. I guess my question is, um, if we as Earthlings now in the year 2022, if can we change the future of Earth? Or is it going to be destroyed in 300 years, no matter what but we do? You can be very still. We can still change it? You can change it. That's why you 300 years. And then in the 300 years, if that... Where can happen, does it the war tools, mm -hmm. it could be destroyed. And how will it be destroyed? Will it be like a comet or like something happened on the planet or... S something will happen and it can just... Go down the ocean. What will go down in the ocean? The, the whole planet can be destroyed. Snow war is just like they will. They will drown. The and planet will drown under the ocean. Wow. Gotcha. Um, I have another question, and we're going to get into Florinda's questions, too, because those are very important. We didn't expect this information to come through, so thank you so much. This is fascinating. Um, thank you for Florinda, for her body, for being so willing to bring us this information that will help out humanity. Um, who were the Atlanteans? Was Atlantis real? Oh, that's really real. Okay. <laughs> well, tell me more about it. What? What happened? Will happen to Earth because that that Atlantis they are, it's very real. They are mean people. Are they the same as the Neptunians? They are. That's why we're trying to save the Neptunes. Because they're, they're they're the Atlanteans. They're the same people. Well, some of them the Neptunians went to Atlantis. They are so mean. So that's why the planet was destroyed. Wow, that was a doozy, right? Y'all, when this was going on, I was like, what is happening? This is wild. So I was like trying to keep it together and just be professional. And inside I was like, what? Please tell me more. This is so crazy and amazing. There is so much to unpack with all of this information. And I'm going to save that for the next episode because this was kind of a long one. And there's so much to think about and I hope that you guys thought this was interesting. And I just want to clarify that when people are having this kind of information come through, they are not making it up. What is happening and what I've continued to see is that they're tapping into a universal consciousness that pervades everything. And it the reason why I can say that I don't think she's making it up is because similar information like this has come through in other people's sessions and other research and again she said that she didn't know any of this and, and like when she woke up or came back from <laughs> came up from the trance she was like what the fuck she was like where did i just go like it was wild and i actually have a couple other clips from that session that i'm going to play in later episodes but i just wanted to get that out there
So to be honest, I really didn't know much about the planet Neptune. And after this session, I wanted to know everything. So I went and looked at some facts and I'm going to read some of these now. And I'm actually going to put a link that you can click on in the episode notes so that you can go look at this yourself. Um, and here we go. So some facts about Neptune. It is the eighth planet from the sun, making it the most distant in the solar system. This gas giant may have formed much closer to the sun in early solar system history before migrating to its current position. Neptune is the most distant planet from the sun. It is the smallest of gas giants. A year on Neptune lasts 165 years. Neptune is named after the Roman god of the sea, or also known as Poseidon in Greek mythology. Neptune has six faint rings, which I had no idea about that. And Neptune was not known to the ancients. That was cool. I, I didn't know that either because I see that there's a lot of cultures that, that were aware of the the constellations and solar systems. So I didn't know that. That was really interesting. And that it was not visible to the naked eye. It was observed first in 1846. Its position was determined using mathematical predictions. Neptune spins on its axis very rapidly. Its equatorial clouds take 16 hours to make one rotation. That is because Neptune is not a solid body. Neptune is the smallest of the ice giants. Like, wait, are we talking Marvel characters over here? Okay. Despite being smaller than Uranus, Neptune has a greater mass. That is so fascinating because remember what Gloria said? Below its heavy atmosphere, Uranus is made of layers of hydrogen, helium, and methane gases. They enclose a layer of water, ammonia, and methane ice. The atmosphere of Neptune is made of hydrogen and helium with some methane. The methane absorbs red light, which makes the planet appear a lovely blue. High, thin clouds drift in the upper atmosphere. Neptune has a very active climate. Large storms whirl through its upper atmosphere, and high-speed winds track around the planet. One of the largest storms ever seen was recorded in 1989. It was called the Great Dark Spot. It lasted about five years. That's not a storm I would like to be in, right? I think this is something that's interesting, too, is Neptune has 14 moons. The most interesting moon is Triton, a frozen world that is spewing nitrogen, ice, and dust particles out from below its surface. It was likely captured by the gravitational pull of Neptune. It is probably the coldest world in the solar system. So I hope Gloria brought a blanket and felt warm because that seems pretty chilly to me. Okay, uh, it says only one spacecraft has flown by Neptune. That's pretty fascinating to me. In 1989, the Voyager 2 spacecraft swept past the planet and returned the first close-up images of the Neptune system. The NASA Hubble Space Telescope has also studied this planet, as have a number of ground-based telescopes. So that's some facts about Neptune. Let's move on to the next. Thank you all for tuning into this episode and going on this journey down the rabbit hole with me. I hope this was interesting and thought provoking. I am looking forward to see where we go in this series. Thank you again so much for tuning into this episode. If you liked it, please leave me a five star review and tell your friends, tell one friend about the podcast. Um, so that way this information and this knowledge can reach more people and because I want this conversation to be had with as many people as possible as always you can email me at themetamystic at gmail.com that's with two t's or you can find me at ig on at themetamystic and also my personal instagram is jdkatena Thank you for being the best part of this episode and this show. I would not be doing this if you all weren't listening and finding this information interesting and helpful to incorporate in your daily life as we try to figure out what life is and how we can live the best life possible. I'll catch you next time somewhere in the Metamystic. <laughs>